0: Ian, uh, over to you to bring the message to us. Thank you very much.
1: Well, good morning, everyone. Good morning. Uh, I just wanted to extend that welcome again if you're a a visitor here this morning, if you're friends or family of those being baptized. I feel a little separated from you, so I'm going to just come down here for a bit. Um, Yeah, so welcome. Uh, My name is Ian, as Andre said. by one of the elders here Uh, and we're really excited that you're here and it's an exciting morning and i will extend the invitation again to stick around for lunch yeah there is plenty of food there's been a bit of a mishap the uh, desserts were all put in my office but there's a problem with the door we can't get to that now so there won't be any dessert i hope that's okay but i will be well fed this week um so please stick around for that Uh, we're going to clear all the chairs put tables out and stuff it's going to be great fun um Yes, so stick around. It is an exciting morning. We have a group of young people. i found there are more and more young people these days as I'm getting older and older. But we have a group of young people being baptised today. And uh, it's exciting. They are making a public declaration. They are saying they are not living for themselves but for someone else. They're saying Jesus is Lord over my life. And it's kind of the trend really counter cultural if you like because they are saying someone else is taking the steering wheel of my life someone else is calling the shots and it's not exactly of the day is it it's not really at the moment because everybody wants to be their own king their own ruler the, desti- the own the destiny of their own ship etc etc but we want to have choices Don't we? As we go and find our own way through life, we like to have choices. We want to have plenty of options. Now, I don't know if you've noticed, but there's a little bit going on in the public domain at the moment. (laughs) Has anyone noticed that this week, or have you all been asleep for the whole week? Now, there's a little bit going on, and it might feel like we're running out of good choices. A little bit. A little bit. And there's crisis everywhere. Have you noticed the crisis? There's a crisis. There's a fuel crisis. There's an energy crisis. There's a cost of living crisis. There's a Ukraine crisis. There's a political crisis. Crisis, 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 <laughs> and the list goes on. And there's not loads of options around at the moment. And if you know, even making these other choices might might help us, you know, afford things a bit better. Or the other political choices aren't particularly great at the moment, but. We like to have choices. And we think when we make our own way in life, there will be plenty of choices. And uh, what these young people are doing today is just one choice of many that one can take during our life. Yeah. To make our own way through life. Many choices. However, the Bible tells us that there are only two options two ways, two kingdoms. It says in uh, the Gospel of Matthew 7, chapter 7, verse 13, Enter through the narrow gate, for wide is the gate, and broad is the road that leads to destruction. And many enter through it, but small is the gate, and narrow is the road that leads to life, and only a few find it. Now this this gate, this narrow gate, leads to eternal life. And it's called narrow, not because it is difficult to become a Christian, but because there is only one way to eternal life with God. Believing in Jesus and his finished work on the cross. Romans 3:23 tells us all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Everyone. Everyone here has fallen short of the glory of God. And I know most of you, so I know that's true. <laughs> everyone here everyone that's ever lived is separated from god by their sin that's that's you that's you that's you that's That's all of us here everyone trying to go their own way turning their backs on god there's only one way there's one choice and that is believing in jesus who died on the cross for our sin taking the punishment that we deserve, seeing that the just and holy God was satisfied with Jesus' payment on the cross on our behalf. But we can not can't we can be forgiven, but also freely justified before the Creator of everything. That's really good, you know. Yeah. And now, when God looks at these young people that are being baptized this morning, He sees Jesus. This decision takes. This choice takes humility. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We either think we are either too bad, or we're unwilling or prideful to accept a payment on our behalf, or we're prideful in another way and think, well, you know, we can do this by ourselves. If we do enough good deeds and they outweigh our bad deeds, then we'll probably be all right. We'll probably enter into heaven when we die, if we believe that it is. <laughs> But that isn't what the Bible says. And I'm going to give just two quick examples from the Bible where two, never believe the preacher when he says quick, um, where two wealthy men have the choice to make. The first one is in Luke 18 uh, and uh, he's called the rich young ruler and this young guy is approaching Jesus and he says, good teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal life? And then Jesus and this young guy who is very wealthy have this little interchange and they talk to one another. Uh, Jesus says, why do you call me good? No one but God is good. And he says, what about the commandments? You know, don't steal, don't commit adultery, don't murder, honour your mother and father. Don't give false testimony. Oh yes, he says, I've kept all of those since I was a boy. And then Jesus says, you still lack one thing sell everything you have and give to the poor and you will have treasure in heaven and then come follow me to so this guy who is rich and successful is coming to jesus to say what must i do to receive eternal life what sacred pilgrimage what religious duty what check must i write to earn my salvation He's coming with arrogance, wanting to do it his way, finding his own way in life. But Jesus gets straight to the heart, and he tries to get straight to our heart. And he says, sell everything you have, and then follow me. But this guy wasn't willing to surrender everything, because it says, when he heard this, he became very sad, for he was very wealthy. This guy wasn't willing to completely surrender to Jesus. To let someone else be the ruler of his life. And maybe we can all fit into that category sometimes. We don't want our life to be ruled by somebody else. This guy was worshipping money or his lifestyle or his comfort maybe. And we can all have things that we can hold on to. The Bible calls it our idols, our idolatry. There's something that we put before God. It can be relationships, it can be careers, our reputation. We can all put our hope in something other than God. And we are bound for disappointment because God gives us these good things and we turn them into God things. This guy was his own God. Look at me, look what I've got, what can I achieve? And Jesus challenges him here to surrender it all. Give it up and follow me. I what we would be willing not to give up. You think, well, I don't, don't, you know, worship money, but it could be any of those things that I mentioned. When it comes to the crunch, what will we decide? Surrender all, follow Jesus, or hold on to what we've got? What or where is your treasure? And this guy made his choice. He chose the wide road, the broad road. He thought he was making, he had many choices to make, but there's two options. the second character a guy named Zacchaeus Jesus is entering into a town called Jericho and he was passing through and Zacchaeus was a chief tax collector he wasn't popular there aren't many popular tax collectors are there? and he was wealthy but he wanted to see who Jesus was and he wasn't very tall now, it's okay if you're short because you can still enter into the kingdom of God. It's not height dependent. So Jesus was passing through Jericho and this little guy wants to see Jesus, but there's a crowd and he can't see because all the normal heights of people were in front of him. So he had to climb up the tree to see Jesus coming. And Jesus reaches the spot where Zacchaeus is up the sycamore tree and he stops and he calls him by name. And he says, Zacchaeus, come down. I'm coming to your house. Zacchaeus came down, and it says he came down at once and welcomed him gladly. And the people got upset because Jesus is going to the house of a sinner. And Zacchaeus was changed because he that Zacchaeus stood up and said to the Lord, Look, Lord, here and now I give half my possessions to the poor. And if I've cheated anybody out of anything, I'll pay back four times the amount. Jesus says to him, Today salvation has come to this house. Because this man, too, is a son of Abraham. For the son of man came to seek and save the lost. So another wealthy guy, less popular. If you're going round to Zacchaeus's house for dinner, it's not something you put on your Instagram page. He's not a popular guy. And Zacchaeus calls him out by name. And maybe if you don't know Jesus, it could be he's calling you by name today. It could be the very reason you're here. You think that you are maybe here to see someone be baptized or someone's pulled you along and you're sort of here half willingly. Maybe Jesus is calling you out by name today. And Zacchaeus makes the right choice to follow him. See, when I first became a Christian, it was kind of an add-on to my life. And I wasn't like Zacchaeus because I didn't want anybody to know about it. But then I met God. Oh, he is real. He is living and he's coming to live with inside me. And there is a change instantly with Zacchaeus when he meets Jesus. And you can believe in Jesus, you see, and not really change. Believing Jesus in Jesus doesn't make you a Christian. It's about being a follower of him and committing your life to him that's what these guys are doing today this isn't a life improvement scheme if you want to come become a christian to make your life better that's not how it works this is not a vitamin supplement uh, add-on to make your life better you know things get tough say a prayer things get better we are called to follow him to give our lives to him into the hands of god and he has a plan for your life I don't know if that sounds strange to you, but God has a plan for your life. You may think your life may change, or it might become boring. It might get worse. But being a Christian is not about following rules and trying to be good. Actually, this church is full of people that have messed up in their lives and still make mistakes today. But the difference is they're in a relationship with a living God. He's alive, and he speaks, and he guides. And Like Zacchaeus, they have been changed, so that like Zacchaeus, their direction, their focus, their priorities have changed. Jesus came to earth, God in man, and began this process of renewal. And he will return, the Bible tells us, to make all things new. And like Zacchaeus, who gives his money to the poor and goes on to be changed forever and says he later became the bishop of Caesarea. We can be included in this. And this phrase, uh, which you would often hear at a, bap- uh, a baptism, is being born again. You can be born again. That's what represents, as they're pulled out of the water, we will pull them out of the water eventually. God is offering new birth to people right now. Yeah. And those who accept this offer by faith will not only enjoy God's life within, starting now, they are assured of a place in the perfect future age. That's what these guys are doing today. They're saying there's life beyond the grave. Jesus, who was crucified for us, for our sin, was raised from the dead. So we who are in Christ will be raised with him. Sin gets in the way, as I've said. It separates us from God, who is perfect and holy and cannot let anything other than perfection and holiness into his presence. Romans 6, 23 says, The wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. So the wages of our sin that we get paid for, like we get paid at the end of the month for, for our work, our wages for our sin is death. It's a consequence of it. We're separated from God in a conscious place that the Bible calls hell. But, and it's a big but, we have a free gift from God of eternal life. It's what Martin Luther called the great exchange. Summed up really well in 2 Corinthians 5.21 says, God made him who had no sin to be for us. Had no sin to be sin for us so that in him we might become the righteousness of God.
0: Yeah.
1: All have sinned, and he became what we are. He came sin for us, so that we might become what he is, righteous. He got what we deserve, death, on the cross, so that we might receive what only he can give, and that is life. Life in all its forms. When you put your trust in Jesus and his work on the cross, your sins are forgiven. The perfect life of Jesus is attributed to you as if you had lived it. It's amazing. That is the narrow path. That is the narrow gate. It's not an easy choice to make. And it's not an easy path always to be on. But it's the one that leads to eternal life. (coughs) So you can receive blessing today if you make that decision and that choice. And maybe we'll have an opportunity at the end to do that. Jesus said, whoever desires to save his life will lose it. And whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. Mm -hmm. And these young people this morning, they've made the choice to follow Jesus. And what we're doing this morning is not making them Christians by putting them under the water and bringing them up again. Or we're not guaranteeing their entrance into heaven. No, these people have already made the decision to follow Jesus. Yeah. That's why we have these believers' baptisms. And we take them under. Because the word baptise in the, in the original language means to immerse. That's why we do it. Yeah. We're, not, well, we're not washing their sins away either. We're not doing that. Yeah. That's not what's happening. They're making a public... Declaration: They're being obedient to the word of God to believe and be baptised. Yeah. And when they go under the water, it symbolises dying to self. Yeah. Yeah. And when they're raised up again, they're raised to life in Jesus. It symbolises being born again. You too can be born again. Dying with Jesus and like Jesus being raised to life. Yeah. For now and for all eternity. You can make that choice today. Why don't you think about that for a little while? And we're going to get the young people up now who are yeah. being baptized to come and tell us their story. Jeeves, yeah. why don't you come on? And... Brilliant. Cool. Thank you, Ian. Uh, so help us understand what's happening. So, um,
0: my name is Jeeves. I'm one of the elders here. I have a great joy of going kind to of leading this bit of baptizing. Um, R six. So can I invite Sophia, Kita, Lorne, Samara, Jody, and Dan up to my left? Do a round of applause. We're going to do What going to do? we've back there, had a live stream. That is a live stream of YouTube link. Uh, so while the, the lives of the baptism pool is going to be lifted, um, so I know there's going to be people coming to help that. What we want to do is just to kind of allow those who to baptized to just share their story, kind of hearing what Ian has already said about they've already believed, they've already committed. We want to celebrate and hear their story their journey. Um, so that's what we're going to do. Wow, you went first. Fair play. I didn't think you were going to. Uh, but you are now. So... Um, Sophia, I'll give you that. Yeah. So, introduce yourself. What's your name? All that stuff first. Yeah.
2: Um, I'm Sophia. Good. <laughs> <laughs> okay.
0: So, what was, what was life like before you became a Christian?
2: Um, I have grew up in a Christian home all my life, and I've always known him, and that life has always been centered around him, but. I haven't really had a personal regular relationship with
0: him. So yeah. Okay. And so, um, why did you become a Christian Did you kind of choose to believe in Jesus?
2: Um well I wanted to become a Christian. I didn't think there was a day that I wanted like I fully gave my life. Like it was quite a gradual thing and I remember one Sunday here, yeah, the person who was preaching was like, um, Whoever wants to give their life, please stand up. And I stood up, but I think at that time I was really nervous, so I wasn't really thinking about why I was doing it. And then later on this year, like at New Day and um, at our youth youth group, I think I really felt God there and I really wanted to deepen my relationship.
0: Wow, Like now, and I suppose, why why today do you want to get
2: back to us? Um, as I said, I want a deeper relationship with God, and I think I want to show others that and live by His word in my life. Come on, praise God!
0: Thanks for being here. Hand them up back. You can go around. Hi, (laughs) I'm (laughs) Lane. Nice to meet you, Lane. Um. Cool. What was life like before you became Christian? Um,
3: so, I like Sophia, I was raised in a Christian home and in a Christian family, and it's more or less basically the same. I haven't really had a like a personal relationship with him, and I just I didn't really know him. It was more my parents' faith than mine.
0: Okay. And so, how and why did you become a Christian?
3: So, um, at New Day, I first discovered God, and the first night I had gone up with someone else. Uh, to had uh, yeah, to go up with them and once the lady had finished praying for them she started prophesizing about me and like the one thing that always like hurt me almost was the fact that i don't really know who i am um and my identity in god and she was just starting prophesizing and just saying like something about me that i could find in him and the second night you also prophesied about that for me um and then that night i gave my life to god and um yeah whilst jody Elena, and megan were just praying over me they were praying for the identity i have in him and they didn't know about my struggles and they also were praying for the plans he has for me and notes um, my favorite verse in the bible is Jeremiah 29 verse 11 which is saying uh for i know the plans i have for you declares the lord plans for you and not to harm me wow. Wow. Thank you.
0: Why today? What's life like now, why do you want to get baptized to today?
3: Um, I don't think there's any better time so than to do it as soon as possible because there's no. Uh, I can't see a life without Jesus now because he leads my life, so I can't see a way without him.
0: Yeah. Wow, go <laughs> on. Hi, I'm Gita. Hi, Gita. So, um, what was life like before you became a Christian?
4: Uh, like Sophia and I, I've grown up and been raised in a Christian household. I've always known about God, however, I never had a really had a connection with him.
0: Okay, and how and why did you become a Christian?
4: Um, during COVID, I kind of like was falling behind in school, and my relationship with friends was almost falling apart. So that whole week, something kept on reoccurring. Uh, the co- color coloration, coloration between um faith and hope and then I decided to look in the Bible and that's kind of how it started and then this year I went to um, a Christian camp called satellites and I think on the third evening um I felt the presence of God and a picture came into my mind of a really bumpy road but in at the end there was um, an amazing like, unimaginable place. And uh, the verse, Psalms 37, uh, 34. Put your hope in the Lord, travel steadily along his path.
0: Oh my, wow, okay. Wow. And, um, what, is, what is life like now? Why do you to get baptized today?
4: Um, now I feel like a lot better because I always feel like God's with me. And I decided to get baptised today because I feel like I'm really ready and I want to give my life to God.
0: Brilliant. Thank that. Well done. Hello. Hello, Hello, everyone. What's your name? Samara. There it is. Cool. What was life like um, before you became a Christian? Okay,
5: hey, um, I hope I don't bore everyone. I'll try and keep it a little bit briefer, but um, my my story is a little bit different. So, my parents met in Bible College in Birmingham, and um, I was subs- subsequently born in 1987. Yeah. Um, my name means protected by God. And I truly believe that life is not by chance, we are not a speck in the universe with no purpose. Um, and in Jeremiah 1, verse 5, it says, Before I formed you in the I knew you before you were born. I said, Chicken heart. Um, growing up, I did know the word of God and I asked Jesus into my heart at the age of 11. Um, but that's not the end of the story. Um, when I was young, my parents split up. My mum struggled with her health um, and she did, the, she did the best she could. Uh, we went. I went to an extremely rough school, lived in very poor areas, using candles when the electricity meter ran out. Um, I remember playing in the street, seeing needles in the drains and a child drug addict circling around a council state with dark sunken eyes. Um, but I was different to the other children even then. I didn't want to swear, get into fights, I had a gentle spirit. And they despised it because I did not know it, because they did not know gentleness um in their life and the hardship. Um, I drifted um since I was eleven until my mid-twenties um because I was angry at God for letting these things happen to me. Little did I know that they happened for a purpose. Um, God doesn't plan these things, but He uses these things and we used it to help other people, and I've managed to help other people because I empathise and understand. Mm-hmm. Um, and as a young adult, I became like everyone else—getting drunk, swearing, smoking, going out, moving in with my then fiancé at the time. But instead of becoming happier, it only brought me one disaster after another, and I became a shell of who I was. My spirit had disappeared, um, and. Yeah, the head, to summarise, basically, my ex, partner at the time, said, you might as well believe in all those Hindu gods if you believe in Jesus. Uh, my god wasn't an elephant statue sitting on a table. He created the world. There is was just as much historical evidence for Jesus as Julius Caesar, which was around the same time, living at the same time. How can I dispute all he is and has done? Um, so basically I knew that life without God wasn't working.
0: Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And so in your, I remember hearing when you talk about it, in your 20s there was this moment of going, you know what, well, I need to come back to Christ. Yeah. What was that journey like and then where, where are you at now with it? With, with um,
5: yeah, so at that point in time my life was a mess, I was extremely depressed and that was the turning point and I said, you know what God, What's the point? In, what's, what's the harm in asking you to help me? It's already bad. If you're real, you might as well help me. Um, not meant to test God, but you know. Um, I was a bit bold and I said to him, If you can make my path straight, as you promised in the Bible, um, I will ask you boldly. I went back to church in Newcastle and asked him back into my life. Um, and then I was very cheeky after that. I wrote a list of things to God I wanted in 2018, including a husband, a son and a daughter, to pass my driving test, and to become a writer. All of which he has done since then. (laughs) Um, Sorry, it's a bit long, Jeeves. Go go for it. God fulfilled all these requirements and continues to be faithful. I asked God for signs I was doing the correct thing by moving down to Kent. He told me in his scripture, all the doors you knock on shall be open tomorrow. And that was the day before I had three interviews. I was thinking, oh, that must mean I'm gonna get one of the jobs. I'll see. I'll test it out. The next day I went for all three interviews, one after the other, they rang me up and said, Samara, you've got the job. Samara so you've got the job? Samara so you've got the job? I was like oh okay then, I suppose I'm coming to Kent um, and then the day I arrived down here and I moved into the what many calls the tiny little flat which was in Riverhead at the time uh, on my own before we were married and um, I opened the word for today and it said you have arrived at your destination. Wow. <laughs> okay, that's enough confirmation for me, thank you. It's
0: an interesting
5: so, yeah. Sentence, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah, yeah, and that's, mm-hmm. that's it. Yeah. Wow, come on. And I suppose today, baptism, yeah. how come?
5: Um, I just want to, there's a few things. I want to thank him for everything he's done in my life, to deepen my relationship with him, to start a new in Christ. Um, and if I can just finish with this scripture, um, from the message, um, it wasn't so like this. Is um, Ephesians two, verse one to six, uh, the message version. It wasn't so long ago that you were mired in that old stagnant life of sin. You let the world, which doesn't know the first thing about living, tell you how to live. You filled your lungs with polluted unbelief and then exhaled disobedience. But we all did it. All of us doing what we felt like doing when we felt like doing it. All of us in the same boat. It's a wonder God didn't lose his temper and do away with the whole lot of us. Instead, immense in mercy, with an incredible love, he embraced us. He took our sin dead lives and made us alive in Christ. He did this, all, all this on his own with no help from us. Then he picked us up and set us down in the highest heaven in company with Jesus, our
0: Messiah. Praise so, God. God. Amen. Okay, brilliant. Hi, I'm Jodie. Nice to meet you, Jodie. Thank you. What was life like before you became a Christian?
6: So, similar to the girls that came before Samara, I was always brought up in a Christian household, so I'm grateful that my mum and dad constantly took me to church on a Sunday, even though as a kid I would rather be watching cartoons. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so it was thanks to them that I've always been Christian. Yeah, yeah.
0: and how or why did you become a Christian?
6: So it wasn't until I was about 14 when I started building a personal relationship with God, doing Bible study out of my own choice and praying and having God answer prayers, that I became Christian out of my own.
0: Wow, praise God. And what has life been like since then and why today to get back to us?
6: So, I've always had all my prayers answered, which is great. Um, I've lived my life with the verse, Psalms 91, verse 11. God will command his angels for you, wherever you may go. And any choice that I've made in life, God has been there. Even sometimes when I feel he's missing, he'll answer my prayers when I'm ready, at the right time. So... It's just been a blessing to walk with God. And today I want to be baptized because God brought us to Seven Oaks. He brought us to Hope Church with an amazing community. So, yeah, I'd like to publicly declare that I'm Christian at Hope Church. I'm
0: Come on. Okay. Thank you.
7: <laughs> I hate this public speaking. Yeah, I know. No, 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 it's it's right. Keep it short, sweet. So alright. What's your name? Um, my name is Daniel. For you that don't know.
0: Cool. Um, and what was what was life like before you became a Christian?
7: Uh, well, for me, like everyone else, the rest of them there, um, I was born in a Christian household. Um, my parents used to take me to church every Sunday. Sunday school. Uh, my mum used to work in the Sunday school, she used to go to Bible study, so I pretty much just grew up with it. All schools, we used to sing heavenly hymns, and yeah, so I've pretty much grown up with it all my life. Yeah. And why and how did you become a Christian? Was there a moment that? So, um, what really manifested my faith with Christianity is I've gone through a lot of trials in my life. Uh, since I was eight years old, I've had uh, rheumatoid arthritis. So, for those of you that don't know, that is where my immune system is confused and it thinks that my joints are a foreign entity in my body and because of that it starts attacking it and I have arthritis. Um, And yeah, I've been through a lot in my life and the Lord's just always been there for me. I mean, I should be in a wheelchair right now, but I'm feeling great. Uh, one story that I do want to mention is two years after um, I got rheumatoid arthritis, my immune system was very low, obviously because I have needed to stun it so I don't get as sore. And uh, what happened was I got a virus and I was in hospital for about a month. Um, really stressed my parents out. <laughs> um, and yeah, it was just a stressful time. Um, I'm um, better now, obviously. And uh, yeah, just the doctor pulled my parents aside afterwards. I remember them saying it, they don't remember, but uh, the doctor did mention to them saying that 30% of people only make it out of that with what I've had. So I'm really grateful for that. Yeah, exactly it's right. amazing. Wow. And um, why today? What do you want to get baptized? <laughs> well, same as Jodie. The way we found Hope Church, um, we never saw ourselves in Seven Oaks and we somehow made a chair. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, I just want to solidify my faith um, and come public with it. Yeah. Great. Come on, praise